This is the All Formats Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving you fantasy value no matter what format you like to do it in. If you're a single quarterback, super flex, tight end premium, redraft, even your campus of Kenton and Debbie leagues, we got good content for you. We're ready to come in, have some fun, and give you the best abilities to win your leagues year in and year out. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the All Formats Podcast. Uh, sitting here with some more draft advice for you. We're done with the NFL draft. We're sliding into rookie drafts. If you haven't had one yet, or if you have completed one and you need to go make some trades, that's what we're here for. Um, this is a follow-up to the pod we did earlier in the week where we went through all the skill position players at round one and round two. So I'm back with your boy over there, the Wise Opinion One, and Lord Hinky on the other side, and we're all formats here. We're going to go through rounds three to seven and hit out some names for you guys. Uh, how you guys feeling so far after we talk about round one and two? I'm feeling great. Really excited to get into this. Um, we had a great pod before, so definitely make sure you listen to that one before you listen to this one. But I'm uh, really excited to get into this. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Now, now I think this draft class is, is not very good, but I, I, I found some value in the back end of the fourth and fifth rounds that oh, I like to hit, hit a hit on. Oh, okay. You found some value. So these are the guys you traded up for in the bad draft, just, just so I'm clear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Because, you know, Twitter's telling me to get out of 2019. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got out of 2019. Twitter's telling me to get out of 2022 draft. And now everywhere I see people, hey, let me get that 412. The 4th, you're trading for the 412 in a bad class? I love it, though. Um, I'm going to keep calling you out on that. All right. No. So, uh, so hold on, hold up. I didn't trade. I traded 24th, 3rd, and 4th round picks. Okay? Hey, hold Let's not get carried. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're trading. You traded into a bad draft. In the in the fourth and fifth rounds, correct? Yes, no. correct. So correct. That, that, I, don't, I don't care what you, you could have been trading. Uh, Geronimo Allison, you traded into the to the bad draft. That's on you. That's that's like me when I do that. I say do that draft AJ Dillon, and I take him in the top of the second. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, but no, as, but I do agree with you though. I, I mean, I know I'm just busting your balls, but you know there is some value to be found there. And if there's a guy still sitting there, I will be doing the same thing. Like, oh, I was like, this guy's still here at 4-8. Let me go see if I can move up six spots to go get him because I, I think that's ideal because you're taking dart throws and you're selling dart throws to get dart throws. So what are you really losing? Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, right, I'm, a, hey. I'm, a, I'm a man with a plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that plan to win any championships anytime soon? Asking for a friend. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I win championships, okay? You haven't won a championship in over two years. I won one last year. Where at? Now it wasn't Dynasty, it was a redraft. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe then, that in. And then oh, the year before, Gary's gonna have fun out, with that. that. The year before, I won the Dynasty, though. Oh, man. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I won, I won redraft. Well, you have kickers, too, though. No. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Uh, all right. No, let's, we're gonna go off the rails early, and I love it. Um, let's start at round three now. Uh, we did the first two. Uh, the first skill position player off of round three, Chicago Bears, finally took a receiver of Bellis Jones. Bellis, Bellus, I uh, don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't do a lot of tape on him. Uh, I did, when they drafted him, you know, they showed a little clips and highlights. Uh, I think he's a decent wide receiver. Uh, I think they were a little late to the wide receiver game. Like some of these guys that went in the second round would have been an ideal fit in Chicago, especially a George Pickens to, to go there opposite of Darnell Mooney. Um, I, I'm liking Jones enough to where if he's falling to me, I'm going I'm to scoop him up 3-6 to 3-10 range. 
I, just to see what I can get. At that point, I know he's not starting for my team day one. I've probably already taken uh, Traylon Burks in the first. So why not get another wide receiver just to stash and see what Justin Fields can create this guy into? Uh, what do you think there, Junior? Such a weird pick for the Bears to me. Um, this guy's going to be 25 in like a couple days um, as a rookie. He's older than Darnell Mooney, who's already on the Chicago Bears and has been playing football in the NFL for like two years. Um, really weird pick here at the top of the third. There's a lot more wide receivers I would have rather had. Um, to me, he's like a special teamer, uh, punt returner, kick returner guy. I, he didn't really play much as a wide receiver, but, I mean, he's fast as hell. Maybe they turn him into something, but uh, this is such a weird pick for the Bears. I hate this for, you know, anybody who has Justin Fields. Uh, I just don't – I don't like it at all. So I mentioned him, I think, on about a month ago on Twitter as we were doing wide receiver film. He was – his film was intriguing, but I didn't know how the NFL would value him because of his age. Um, this is not a bad round for him, but he's really – I think he's going to take three years to develop. So he's 28, 29 years old before he's dynasty relevant. So I think he's irrelevant um, from a dynasty perspective. There uh more, uh, not more with, uh, what's the receiver? Ah, skipping my mind right now. What's he? Tolbert? No, for uh, Chicago. Mooney. Another, Mooney. Sorry, guys. Wheels up for him. He's the only guy there. Yeah, no competition, right? Yeah. Go and Cole Komet. 200 targets. Uh, yeah, Cole Komet. Yeah, yes, Cole Komet too. But as far as wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so, Junior, you said, uh, you know, special teamer and whatnot. Uh, so, you're on the clock at, at 310. Vellis Jones or Tyquan Thornton? Tyquan Thornton. No? Okay. This is because of the age and the draft capital? Um, kind of all of the above. I think he's more of a wide receiver as well. It's the, you know, I think he, I think you saved three more years and he got more draft capital. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to use Vellas Jones with more receivers that we talk about later on and see who you, who, who you guys would be taking. Um, next up at, uh, the Indianapolis Colts in the third round, take Jelani Woods tight end out of the uni uh, university of Virginia. Um, this guy was a, a sleeper tight end, but I tell you, Twitter talked him up the last two weeks. Uh, I'm honestly thought he might have even bumped Trey McBride as the first tight end off the board. Here he is, the second tight end off the board. He's he's really solid. He's got some of the best hands in this type tight end class. Um, I know the Colts were lacking in this position. Uh, they took a, a receiver earlier we talked about, um, and Alec Pierce. And now you bring in Delaney Woods, who could, you know, he'll see the field. Some of the rookie could be, be pushing to, to be the starter here, if not year one, but definitely year two. And he's got talent. I honestly think going to the Colts bumps up his value. Um, and I already had him uh, moving up in draft boards. Like, he's moving up higher now. I haven't been able to snack him because apparently everyone's on him. But, like, he's going off the board 3-2. I saw him go, I think, it was like a 2-9 in a tight end premium league. And I'm not been able – I wouldn't take him in a second. But in that, in that early third, I'm going to snatch this kid up, especially if McBride's already off the board. Yeah, love him in the beginning of the third in all of your uh, tight end premium leagues. Uh, he's to me, he's kind of that Mo Ali Cox type, and he goes to play under Mo Ali Cox and then learn from him. And then once Mo Ali Cox kind of moves on, I think he'll be the number one guy there. I think he's immediate red zone threat with upside. Uh, I really like this fit. Um, I was a little obviously he got the draft capital beginning of the third round. That's the only thing you kind of worry about with him, but. 
you know, I really like the spot for him. Love the kid. And he's a Virginia kid. You can't go wrong with Virginia guys. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, this was the tight end. I was telling if you guys listened to the, the podcast at the end of when we finished wide receivers, the tight ends, this is the one that I, that I kept that I wasn't going to mention. And I obviously mentioned it because uh, even though someone on this podcast told them in the league that we're in, but you know, that's here or there, but uh, draft capital, I was worried about round three wheels up definitely should be taking him in the late second and or early third in your tight end premium leagues. I'm snatching them all in my one quarterback leagues in the fourth round. This is one of the trades I made to jump into the fourth round to draft them. Okay. And, and, and that's obviously good, especially in the non-premium league, but yeah, taking tight ends that late. Big kid. Uh, he, he's 6'7". This yeah. kid is, is a monster. Massive. Yeah. Uh, next up, we hit the Atlanta Falcons. They have already taken a receiver, and guess what? The second quarterback finally goes off the board in round three, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Um, uh, I think he sits right year one behind Mariota. Correct me, guys, if, if, if you disagree. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, he definitely got some upside there. Well, I guess the only reason I want to give him my notch up is because I wasn't that impressed with his senior year play at Cincinnati. He went back, and I just don't think he advanced. He didn't take a step backwards. He just didn't take a step forward in that senior year. Uh, so had he come out last year, he probably would have been the same type player. I just like in Atlanta, if he gets that job year two or halfway through year one and then David's favorite Mariota falters, uh, I love, do love the weapons there. And when, you, when you're surrounded by good weapons, maybe it can make you into a better quarterback than you already are. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but with those weapons, if he fails with those weapons, then he's obviously not a good quarterback. So I'll give him a little arrow up, um, obviously not year one. Um, and in super flex leagues, you know, quarterbacks are a premium. So if you're taking him mid second, two, three to two, six, I don't hate it. I don't think I'm doing it because I'm not that big one of Ritter, but if he falls to me at two eleven, okay. I, I, I can see that. Uh, don't let, don't let Ritter, uh, these first three quarterbacks, first three or four quarterbacks taken, don't let them fall out of the second round. Cause that's when people make mistakes because they're still quarterbacks and, they could be potential starting quarterbacks here in the next two years. Yeah, wasn't a fan of him before the draft. Um, he gets a little bump up for me because he has a second QB off the board. Um, the position in Atlanta, um, I think he does have a chance to start year one if Mariota ends up being bad. But I think the Falcons kind of want the stink. So the term, the, depending on whatever QB they put in, it might not even be the best QB that they have because they don't want to win games. But um, position-wise, you kind of like him going to Atlanta, but the third round is just gross. If he would have went to Atlanta at the top of the second, that'd be a lot higher on him. But, um, you know, I just, eh, it's a third-round quarterback. If you believe in him and his talent, which I don't, then you can take a shot on him. But uh, I kind of don't like it at all. Well, I didn't like Ritter either. Um not it was Malik. I think me and you were on Malik Jr. Um, yeah, Desmond was Desmond. I think was like three or four, if I recall. Man, that quarterback podcast. I know that says before, but it seems like it was last year. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, here is another thing: do do not. Uh, people are telling people to take these third round quarterbacks in the first round. Do not do that. I don't care if it's super flex. Do not do that. Do not take a third round quarterback in the first round. 
True words are never spoken. <laughs> no complaints here. Second round is fine. Second round, I agree. Don't let them drop to the third round of your dynasty drafts. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. All right, moving along. Denver Broncos, uh, they traded Noah Fant, and they just drafted a tight end in the third round, and Greg Dolchich, uh, UCLA kid, right, if I remember. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys remember from the wide receiver podcast with a new intro, JRD in the sleeper streets, this was his sleeper tight end. Yes, I'm going to throw it out there on him. Um, so I'm sure he's going to be drafting him everywhere. Um, I think the kid's very talented. Um, he was a lot of people's sleeper because he wasn't talked about as one of the top three or four tight ends. You know, everyone was McBride, Ruckert, and these other guys. Uh, here he is, the third tight end off the board, uh, the very the top of round three, and a Denver Bronco offense with Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, everyone's on the Albert O train. I, I don't know if Albert O is the guy or not. Um, I'm not going to say much about those. I, I just I don't see him having fantasy relevance, especially being a tight end his first two two years. You know, he'll see some snaps maybe, or maybe they'll try to bring him along. But like David said, you know, tight ends three, four years to develop. This guy's definitely going to be on that three or four year train. He's not going to supplant Albert O, and he's not going to do anything, you know, I think in year one that's super fantasy relevant. But if you're picking in that back half of the fourth and fifth and you have a, a roster spot or a place to, to put these guys, I mean, this is a guy that you could take a fire on, especially if Russell's going to be there another five years. Russell, you know, he's still Russell Wilson. I think he kind of muddies the waters with everyone's Albert O train. Um, I think they're probably going to run a lot of two tight end sets. They're both going to be on the field at one time, and then you're not going to know which one to start or even roster, yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Albert O coming out of the draft was kind of like a athletic, uh, prototypical, you know, new tight end, but he just had to develop. I don't know if he developed yet. We'll kind of see. But I think Greg Dolchitz is kind of more of a all-around uh, solid tight end. But then again, it just kind of – it's a tight end. Um, even your super flex leagues, third round – I'd be okay with it. And then, like you said, uh, one tight end leagues. If you need a roster spot, third, end of third, fourth round, just throw a dart on him. But um, I do like him. Um, he's my tight end, too, behind McBride. I like him a little bit more than Jelani Woods. But, yeah. For me in this class, it was McBride and Woods. All the other tight ends, regardless of landing spot. And it all also comes down to price. Fourth, fifth round. I don't know. There's, in, like I said, in this draft, four fifth round take them. I don't think this affects Alvaro because they were going. They were talking about having him outside a little bit more, and so he would be the end line, the end line tight end. So we'll see how that goes. It, even if he is uh, going to be on the field, he's not going to be that week six, week seven, maybe, but not right away. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, next up, the Tennessee Titans again. Uh, they've already taken the wide receiver one in this draft. Uh, and now in their third round, they draft Malik Willis, uh, back up Ryan Tannehill, or maybe push him for the starting job. I said everything I had to say about Malik Willis in the QB pod, so I'm, I'm not, like, sold on him. I'm not in enough on him to where I'm drafting him. Uh, I just want to say that, you know, the talk was Brees Hall, Malik Willis, 1-1 in and, and, and leagues. Who's going to go? Oh, Superflex, obviously. Uh, and when he fell out of day one and then he fell out of round two, like, I was like, hey, where's everybody at? You know, all these guys caping up for Malik Willis pre-drive. Oh, he had a great senior bowl. Oh, he's a good kid. And now he's the 
what third quarterback off the board in the round three like they see it too like it's it's, it's not he's not gonna be ready to just come in at seattle day one and just take over and start the job he is going to be a project uh sitting behind Tannehill, maybe learning some things from him uh, he we know he's on his way out when he come in the league what 2012 or something like that so so i get it come and sit down absorb the playbook a lot of the nfl maybe i'm i'm going to trade for some league willis's in the next year or two but around here here Granted, he gets to round three, so I'm not going to let him fall out of round two, especially if I'm picking at 211-212. But, and again, if it's the top of the second round and there's or the, the David Bells and, and the uh, the George Pickens and the Sky Moores there, no, no, you know what? I'm going to pass on Malik and, and, and let someone else go get him. Ah, man. Just really sad that he went in the third round, if I'm being honest. I, I actually don't hate the – the landing spot in the Tennessee Titans, which I think a lot of people don't like it at all. I actually don't hate it. If he went to the Titans at the end of the first round, I think he'd still be, you know, at the top of your uh, super flex leagues. But since it's the third round, it just makes it really gross. Um, uh, but for me, I think this Titans team is trying to do a soft rebuild because they have an out on Tannehill's contract after the season. His dead cap goes from 57 down to 18 million, so they can get out of that contract. They're trading A.J. Brown for future picks. Um, I think they're trying to rebuild this team slowly, and I think Malik Willis might be a part of it. I just hate that he went in the third round. It makes me so sad. I am a person who drafted him at the 112 in the Superflex League and a Superflex League because I'm not trying to win with that team right away, and that was a pick for the future. And I need a QBs desperately. And I, I do, I believe in the talent of Malik Willis. I think he has tremendous upside as a player. But, I mean, he went in the third round. It's really sad. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of that I agree with, uh, Junior. It's, it's disappointing. It tells us the NFL did not like him, right? That's mm-hmm. just kind of plain, plain and simple there. Um, I, this is what I was talking about with Traylon. So they got Tannehill, which is not very good in my opinion. Um, 18 million is still kind of high. I would think, I don't know what the, it would depend on what the dead cap number is on cutting them. But let's say they did cut them or keep them for another year. So we're talking two years or one year from now, it's Malik. And then they did take Malik in the third round. I know it's not high capital, right? But it is still a third round quarterback. So they're going to give him probably two, three years max. So we're looking at five years and Joe, you don't like Malik, right? We like Malik, but let's say, let's say Malik is who you think he is. We're talking about five years before Traylon has a decent quarterback. Okay. So let me ask you both this question. Malik Willis or uh, any of the 23 quarterbacks? All 23 quarterbacks. Yeah. Anyone that has that can that can scramble like him. Also strong word, but any any of the quarterbacks that scramble and have the arm he, like him, which are he is just such high upside as a fantasy quarterback because he could really be um this generation's Michael Vick because of the way he runs, but I don't know if we'll get the chance to. So I'm not taking uh him over Tyler. I can't think is Van something that the Miami kid because he's kind of stagnant. I'm not taking him under that. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm ta- I mean, I mean, I'm taking him over him. Yeah. But I, but the others, I'm, that yes. 
yeah. only reason they ask that is those juniors like you take them in the at the 112 for a team you're building for next or you know for the future. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But if you know, if you have a first next year, they're you know, when we hit the, the 23, start talking 23, as of right this very second before college football starts, there's probably four or five quarterbacks that could go in the first round of Superflex with this running back class. So I'm going to take a young receiver who at that 112 position, that's why I will let Malik fall to the second, knowing that if I'm taking these, if I'm thinking these quarterbacks are going to be better than him next year, at least the top four or five, and I have a chance to get one of those in the first round, then I'm going to get a receiver or a running back, whoever you like it more, the 112 Pickens is there, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, and let him fall. Now, if he's there to, like I said, two six, two eight, two nine, okay. Maybe I will take him there to build for the future, but still at the first round, I still still think in the back of the first, even building for the future, you can still get some of these young receivers to build with and hopefully get one of those top four or five quarterbacks next year. That's what, if, if, if I'm taking them above Malik Willis, I can't take him in the first round. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, in, in that league specifically, he was my 12th ranked player. Um, oh. All 11 guys I had ranked ahead of him went before him. <laughs> so it was either Malik Willis or pray to him, pray that he falls to me. I think I had like the next pick was like three or four picks after that. Um, I was like, I'm just going to take him here and just see who falls to me. But yeah, yeah I, I, don't I, me wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking the pick. You got to stay to the yeah. board. If that's yeah. your, if yeah. that's your board, you got to stay to the board, stay to the board. I oh. wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it, but everybody, everybody, Hey, that's why it's everyone's diff- on oh. their own team. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I build a board and then when the one three hits, my board catches on fire. So <laughs> I'm already, I'm already deviating. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we talked to Malik Willis next up, the Cowboys uh, finally bringing a receiver to go opposite CD lamb and Jalen Tolbert. Um, I wasn't enamored. If I recall, like with the tape, um, I, I, I think it's a good fit for him. Excuse me. He's got, you know, there's, there's lots of young receivers there. Gallup won't, probably won't be ready when the season starts. I mean, this guy's going to see the field week one, especially with some, some round three draft capital. So I, I think if you're buying this kid late, uh, go ahead and get him. Doesn't affect CD Lamb at all. He's, you know, this is this is really more a, hey, CD, we're going to put some young guys around you, but we still need you to actually show up and be CD Lamb, which is what we're all waiting for. And now that he's been bad, he, he, he hasn't been CD Lamb, and that's what we want to see. And maybe this kid takes the pressure off of that and we can see it. Maybe he does it. Uh, but Tolbert, uh, I, I have no shares. I probably will end up with no shares, but I'm not going to, I'm not fading him either. Yeah. Same kind of boat for me. I actually, I like Jim Tolbert as a player. I think he's just all around solid. He doesn't do one thing much better than he doesn't, he doesn't have one specific trait. That's like, Oh, wow. Like he's not super fast. He's not a great route runner, but he's just solid. And I think he'll be a good number two wide receiver next to CD. And then when Gallup comes back, he'll, you know, see the field sporadically. But I do like him. This fits pretty good. Um, he's going, like, mid-second round, I believe, in most of these rookie drafts, which is right where I'd try to be drafting him. So I think he's just solid. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him getting, getting him at, like, the 2 8 2 nine. Can't, I can't add to, uh, too much to all that. I agree with both points. Okay. Um, next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White. Um, I love – this pick i everywhere where i'm at two one or two two i'm taking this kid off the board i'm I'm gonna be blunt with you guys i'm taking this kid off the board before i'm taking james cook off the board if if tom brady tom brady makes third down receiving back viable if you had james white you know he was league winners when um giovanni bernard went down last year yeah he got hurt but like when he was on the fifth 
Rashad White's going to see the fields. If he can catch the ball and doesn't drop it, Tom Brady's going to snap his fingers. This kid's going to be on the field. He's going to be someone that produces for your fantasy team right away. And as long as Tom's there, Rashad and Rashad White's there, I'm buying it into this kid. I'm going to have a lot of shares of him that I wasn't expecting to have. Uh, I want to get him everywhere. It's, it's just perfect for him. Will's up. Doesn't hurt Fournette. Fournette caught some passes last year because he had to. Now Fournette, if they want to rest him up for another deep playoff run where he doesn't have to get all the snaps, uh, because Rojo and the other guy sucked. This guy's gonna take the pressure off. Rashad White, yo, go, yo, take him two, 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 three, two, four. Go get this kid. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Joe. Uh, Rashad White was my my running back three before the draft, and he's my running back three after the draft. I love him. I think he's super talented. Um, he got the draft capital, which is what I was praying for, and it's a pretty good situation here in the Buccaneers. I mean, Fournette's gonna be there for this year. He's gonna, you know, muddy it up. I believe he's gonna actually, yeah, it's actually for the next two years, but um, he's getting older. He's getting up there. I think White comes in. He does catch those passes. He takes some carries away from Fournette, and I, I, I like this. I like the player. I like the fit. I'm trying to get him everywhere. I drafted him in. I believe two, three, or two, four in the league that I'm in, and I love it. Agree with a lot of that. A lot of that as well. Do not take him in your first round, though. Yes. He's got to be a 2-2 two, two to 2-5 two, guy. Do not go first round. Uh, uh, okay, two more things I want to add to that then. I would I would take him at 112 if Malik's the guy there. That's just me personally. Um, but secondly, um, it, just getting back to him getting on the field, when they get into two-minute offenses, which Tom Brady is a master of, this guy's not going to come off the field, plain and simple. As long as he's, you know, if he, if he starts dropping stuff during the game or in practice and Tom kicks him out, you know, it, but if he's on the field, it's a two-minute offense, and they're just running over when which Tom is. You, we know how Tom does that, and if this guy starts showing him valuable. He'll never come off the field. Tom will just want him on there. So uh, this is the guy I want to buy everywhere. Um. Oh man, this next pick, uh, I'm so torn on. San Francisco 49ers take TDP Terry and Davis Price. Uh, they, they keep drafting running backs. I don't. I don't. Elijah and, and Sermon and Wilson and and they they move most of that finally and, and then they just drive this guy. I don't know how to properly evaluate his fantasy dynasty value. He could be their running back one next year. He could be their Trey Sermon next year. I I well running back two. I'm sorry if Debo's still there. I just I do not know how to properly evaluate this guy. I've been drafting him anywhere from three six to four eight. Uh, I'm getting some shares because, you know, that San Francisco office's backfield is one injury away from me being able to plug a guy in. I've had Jeff Wilson for two years. He led me to a championship last year when these guys went down. So I, I just like shenanigans. He, he does a good running back offense. You just don't know who, which one to start. So I'm liking him, especially in that mid-third, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get him. Yeah, same boat here for me. Um, fourth round is where I'd kind of look to try and draft this guy. But I am really not trying to have any running backs on the San Francisco 49ers. It's too much of a headache. It's impossible to predict. Um, if any of them, if you have your Elijah Mitchells and he blows up for a week, I would sell him. Um, this is probably a good guy. You know, you, you grab in the fourth round and then you know, week three, Mitchell goes down. He has a good week in week four. Trade him for a 23 second. That's what I would be. That's what I would be doing. I hope you listened and already sold Elijah Mitchell. I've been saying that 
for a while um, because this I knew this was going to happen. I'm not. I wouldn't touch him either until the fourth round. But again, and he, he could be. He could be what he could be. What Elijah Mitchell was last year, and then if he is, sell him before they draft the running back next year. Okay. Um, moving on from TDP, we go to another quarterback. Now we get our fourth quarterback off the board, Carolina Panthers. It was all the speculation about them trading for Baker. Uh, they hit the round three and they said, you know what? We're taking Matt Corral off the board here. Um, they're going to push Sam Darnold, which they picked up his fifth year option. So I don't know how much he's going to push for the starting job. Um, but we talked about him in the quarterback podcast and about his injury, about his size. So I don't know where he fits in this Carolina Panther organization, but again, Third round quarterback, second round uh, fantasy and super flex. So you take this kid. I actually have one league, um, and we won't talk about this guy until round five. But and I had back to back picks, and I double tapped on quarterback. Matt Corral was one of them. Just hey, I'm not going to let these quarterbacks get out of the second round. Um, so I didn't have to do it. So the position, um, he's got arm strength. So it's, it's you know, we'll see. Uh, is is he the same player as Sam Darnold? Probably. So I don't think they're going to lose much. So his fantasy value stays the same. He finds his way to a starting job. You know, you plug him in a few weeks. I mean, he does have uh, the uh, expensive Brandon Cooks out there catching passes. So it's not like he will be bad. Definitely was not a fan of this guy before the draft. Don't really like Corral at all. Um, He went in the third round, which is probably where his, you know, skill set is. For me personally, um, he goes to position in Carolina where, you know, he is playing behind Sam Darnold, but obviously the Panthers don't like Sam Darnold, which is why I'm, I am very confused. They picked up his fifth, but he probably has out of these QBs besides Pickett between, you know, Willis, Ritter and Corral. Corral probably has the best opportunity to start sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, end of the second round for Superflex leagues, you know, you want to take a shot in the third or fourth round in your one QB league, sure, but I'm kind of just stayed away. So this was my second best landing spot for the quarterbacks. Okay, I'm sorry, the third, because I do like Pittsburgh with Pickett, even though I'm not a huge fan of Pickett. I do like the landing spot, but this was my third best landing spot. I'm not a big corral guy. I worry if that's just a, if he's just the guy in college with a good system with Kiffin. Um, but like Junior said, he's got the opportunity to easily start over Sam Darnold, maybe even before week one. Oh. Well, I'm Sam a little Dar- worried. I think the team itself is just so bad that if he were to even get this starting position, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be able to succeed in it. And then they're just gonna move on from him right away, anyways. That's what I my concern is with this landing spot. I can see it because round three is not too huge of a cap where you want to hold a player for too long. Um, and again, when I made that comment, I'm not uh, about him before. I'm not saying go draft him in the first round, but he'd be one of he'd be one of the quarterbacks in the second round that I would have higher than most in the second round. Okay. Um, and we are all formats guys. So um, if, what David says, if he makes it to week one, starting in Sam Donald, he just hijacked that job. I'm not saying run him out on your fantasy teams, 
But if you play DFS, it'll probably be a nice cheap option to plug in at quarterback DFS week one before why his price is low before if he actually plays well. Because Sam Darnold started off the year in this system on fire last year, five and no, he was killing it. I'm not saying Matt's gonna do the same thing, but for a cheap option, week one DFS, plug this guy in. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> next up, we hit number 98, the commandos on the board again in Washington. And they get Brian Robinson <laughs> running back from Alabama. Um, I wasn't, you guys remember, I wasn't high on his tape because I just, I just didn't like the way he played and I expected more from an Alabama running back. And maybe that's my bias. You know, you hear Alabama and running back, and I, I thought I'd turn on the tape and get some Derrick Henry. Um, and I didn't. So, um, that backfield, they still have Jared Patterson, right? I, they re-signed McKissick. Yep. And I don't know what Antonio Gibson is. No one's, is this the new San Francisco backfield? I mean, Gibson is the guy, but they, they keep drafting running backs with capital and they bring guys in and re-sign them. So I don't really know how to evaluate Brian Robinson. Just because I didn't like the team doesn't mean he's not a good player. And he might be an excellent NFL player. From a fantasy perspective, in that backfield, I'm steering clear. Um, when he falls, and I think I saw him at a 312, in an area 311 where I was at. I just went to my next guy. I mean, to to I went a different way. I just wasn't going to take him there in the third round. Now that's that's the right where he should be. I just don't like him enough that I'm going to take him. I I disagree a little bit. I actually like the Brian Robinson tape. I like him as a player coming out. Um, this isn't the best landing spot for him. Obviously, he's behind Antonio Gibson, but with them drafting. Brian Robinson here, I think it means that they aren't a huge fan of Antonio Gibson. So I would be a little worried if I was an Antonio Gibson uh, owner in Dynasty, which I am not. I kind of faded him. But I think he comes in and he's probably the immediate backup running back. I do think J.D. McKissick, you know, catches passes. Um, I think Jared Patterson probably suits up game day for what that's worth. But I do think he's the backup running back to Antonio Gibson to where if Gibson were to get hurt, I think Robinson would be the guy who, who would get most of the carries. So I think that's worth a shot at the uh, end of your second, beginning of your third round. I hope you all sold Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Now, I did see in, one, in a league that we are in, someone did do a great trade. And then in another oh, league yeah. we're in, we, I'm looking at this guy's roster. I think we may have to bring this guy on the podcast to teach us. Because – those were two very impressive uh, – one that's an impressive starting lineup in one league, and the trade was very impressive. I don't know if I could have done better myself. That's here or there, though. So, uh, Brian Robinson, he's going to get run. They brought in a lot of running backs uh, for pre-draft status. I'm not saying I love him. I'm just saying he's going to get work. Hopefully, you traded Antonio Gibson. All right. Um, next up, this is a pick I loved. And the landing spot, I love Cleveland Brown taking my 2022 PPR league winning monster, David Bell, off the board here in round three at wide receiver. And I, I can't say anything more about this. I told you guys I was going to get all the bells I could in a second in the wide receiver podcast. I, I Now I'm getting even more so. Now, now I'm overdrafted. I'm drafting him early at 2-1 and 2-2 because he's going to go play with Deshaun Watson. I mean, you you want a guy that's just under the middle that that you can just that every time you throw the ball, you know he's going to catch it. And the way he watches scrambles and runs, hey, let me oh, Dave, oh, he's got it, he's got it. I don't care if it's you know uh, six yards he, he goes or twelve yards, he, he's not going to break the game open, but he's going to be right there catching everything. And when Watson throws the ball, Bell is on the other end. I'm 
Look, all the David Bells you can get, guys. I said it in the YBT podcast. I'm reiterating now that he's gone in Cleveland in the third round because that's a little bit of nice draft capital, especially with most of the receivers before him. I like to see him go above these Tyquan Thorntons and, and Bellis Jones, but that's neither here nor there. Go buy David Bell everywhere. You take him 2-1 to 2-3. If he's on the board at 2-3, yo, offer, offer whatever your second-round pick and the third and go get him. And you don't need a third-round pick. You're good to go. I thought that you were about to say a hinky there for a second. I was going to come in real quick. Um, yeah, this is probably the best landing spot for David Bell that he could have had. He's going to play next to Mark Cooper. He's going to learn a lot. He kills my Donovan Peoples-Jones shares, which I'm a little sad about. But um, I wasn't huge on David Bell coming into the draft, but I'm going to kind of eat my words here. I do. I think this is a good landing spot for him, and I do think he's going to be able to produce. I think he might even be able to produce right away with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, everyone probably knows I love the player as well. I made a statement in, in the wide receiver podcast when we talked about him. I'll make it. He's going to be like your wide receiver three um, that is going to win you a dynasty championship. Okay. He, and, and it's all formats. He'll win you a fantasy championship. It's a great spot. Nice round. I know it's the end. I think it was close to the end of the third, but still third round. Great spot with Watson. All wheels up. I'm just sad I haven't been able to get too many shares with him because everyone sees it and everyone's drafted him a little earlier than I than I like some other players around that area. Yeah, I think it's everyone listening to the podcast and they they run up to the top of the second to get him because and <laughs> two of my drafts so far people have traded right in front of me. I think I was on the clock one at two four. Someone made a trade at two three. I'm like I'm not even worried. And then David Bell's gone. I'm like what? what? Like he was falling to me. So yeah. I'm not going to get as much as I want, but trust me, I'm going to get enough. And, yo, best ball. When these best ball leagues start, <laughs> we're going to be fighting over David Bell like we were fighting over Amon Ra last year. <laughs> um, uh, the, two more in the round three, the New York Jets uh, take the fourth tight end, uh, Jeremy Rucker from Ohio State. Uh, a lot of people liked him. The Jets have been in tight end disarray for years. Uh, who's uh, Chris Herndon was supposed to be the answer for them, and he ended up being more of a question mark. Um, I know they who did they sign this year? Was that Tyler Gronklin from Minnesota? Uh, Yeah, Gronklin, and they also signed CJ Uzama. Yeah, so they brought in a couple of guys. So this was a a head scratcher of a pick, um, especially since they drafted Kenny Yeboa last year, who didn't pan out. Um, but I mean, I've I've taken a few rucker shares in the five six range just in the tight end premiums because. Hey, it's a tight end premium. So David's already said it, you know, it's going to take two or three years. So even if he doesn't even suit up this year, me taking him in the fifth round, if you take him in your leagues in the fifth round, go ahead. It's, it's not going to hurt you at all. So that's where I see him. If you take him before the fifth, uh, I would kind of question it a little bit. I wouldn't hate it, but I would still question it. Yeah, I would agree. I was a fan, a big fan of Rucker coming in. I really liked him as a, just a solid all around tight end, but this landing spot really stinks. They they signed Conklin to a pretty good contract. They signed Uzama to a decent contract. Like, if he starts out the season as a tight end three, I'm just – that just stinks. But I like him as a player, so I would agree with drafting him at the end of the third round, so he's super flex leagues, taking a shot on him. But this landing spot really stinks because he's behind a lot of guys, presumably. Yeah. I had a lot of guys uh... – only consider him in tight end premium, two tight ends, and very late. I, I question his athleticism. No, I can see that. 
Um, and the last guy we're talking about here, round three, uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, took Danny Gray, wide receiver. Um, what school did he come from? I honestly I don't know. SMU. SM, that's what I thought. Uh, so he came from SMU. Um, I, I have no shares. I will have no shares. I end sentence. Yeah, this was a guy I didn't even scout coming into the draft. I didn't think he'd be, uh, let alone a third round pick. I don't know if he'd be drafted. Um, he's fast. He's got okay size. He's a little skinny, but he's fast. Um, looks like the 49ers just kind of, you know, they're like the Patriots now where they kind of just hone in the draft. But I mean, you know, fifth round, sure. He got the draft capital, but, you know, that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's another one that in the fourth and fifth round I would take because uh, in day two wide receiver versus like a sixth or seventh running back. That's about it. And it, it's a little intriguing because you don't know what's going to happen with Debo. Oh, yeah, you know what? True, yeah, true. I didn't, yeah, didn't think about that. Um, but also as we get into day three, uh, I immediately I just looking at it, there's there's three or four names here I like in day three at least to start that I would, I would take over Danny Gray, yeah, even with his the day two draft capital. Um, all right. So guys, we're getting into day three. It was around four, five, six, and seven. And there's a lot of names. So I'm not like round one through three, we hit every name, but we are going to hit some of the names that we've seen go in some of the drafts that we've all been in so far. Um, so check it out. We're going to start out at the top. Kate Auden tied into Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, with the Gronk uncertainty. OJ Howard's moved on to the mafia. I, I think this was a solid, pick for them just just to see what you got because if it doesn't pan out you really didn't lose much and if Gronk comes back hey okay who wouldn't want to be in the tight end room with Gronk I mean Kate Auden he's gonna have to love that so maybe the arrow's up a little bit um I know honestly I'm not drafting him but when waivers open some of my leagues and he's still out there I, I will be putting in the claim or spending maybe five bucks a five just just to throw him on my bench because you don't know what's gonna happen there yeah, I like him as a player. Um, if they don't re-sign Gronk, I think he'll have a lot of opportunity and he'll be on the field, but I don't think he'll be catching a lot of passes for Tampa Bay. Not much more I can add. I agree with all that. All right, uh, next up, Houston Texans. Oh, Damian Pierce from Florida. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember, like, I wasn't enamored with him. Didn't hate him, but I wasn't enamored with him in a running back uh, podcast. But when he said Houston Texans, I was like, oh, my goodness. I had to pull my pants back up. I didn't know what was happening. I'm snatching this guy <laughs> everywhere I can get. I was like, he's easily. And this is no disrespect to uh, Marlon Mack or whoever is still out there, the best running back in this room. And he's going to help Davis Mills immensely. Yo, Will's up on Pierce. Will's up on Davis Mills. Will's up on the real DJ Moore and Brandon Cook. Will's up on John. I really like this offense. I don't think they're going to be great NFL all team and you know, they're not going to win 10 11 games but from a fantasy perspective i love these pieces they put together especially in this draft especially if they're they're committing to davis mills and want to build run i, I like everything that they've done so far and even though they're going to fire levy smith after year one and bring someone else in i just like mm -hmm. it and i'm drafting some i'm drafting these guys i'm going to be overdrafting probably damian pierce i might be taking him at like two four two five and for sean white james cook off the board he is the one two three fourth Fifth running back I'm taking in all my leagues everywhere. Yeah, it's a really good landing spot. I think he's – he's Pierce is all around solid running back, and he, all he has to compete with is Marlon Mack, and Marlon Mack isn't anything special. So he has, he has a great opportunity to get a lot of carries. I personally was able to trade the value 
of Damian Pierce, who would have been selected at the 3-4, also added in the 4-1, was able to acquire a 20-23 second. So that just shows you how much people are trying to get this guy in their dynasty leagues. Um, it's a great landing spot. Pretty solid player. Really good opportunity. Stealing, stealing, Yo, stealing, stealing. You robbed somebody. Man, hey. guys, guys, I got I, I to gotta jump in here. Do it. Do not trade <laughs> 23 first round picks or 23 second round picks for any of these 22 draft picks, especially around four around around five pick you're gonna this time you next think, year you think they would have learned by now Dave. this you time think they would have learned i made trades but i gave up 24 third round and fourth round picks there was no way i was giving up a first or second round in any draft especially 23 you're going to be hating yourself this time next year for doing that move this guy, this, uh, yo, hey, the guy that you traded with, now that that trade's done, Junior, you should go reach back out to him and, and slide him a link to the podcast. Maybe he needs the knowledge. <laughs> maybe that's what he needs. Maybe maybe he doesn't know about all formats. So He doesn't know. He needs to know. Back to Damian Pierce. I like the player. I liked him in film, and I think I, I said he looked a little like Kareem Hunt to me. But do not take him in the first round. Don't tell me you've seen that. Please tell I've, me you have. I have seen people take him in the first round. Oh my goodness! This 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 year is crazy. Wow, rookie drafts are really going off the rails. <sighs> All right, uh, where are we at next? Uh, next up, we got another running back here in the fourth round. The Las Vegas Raiders took Zamir White, another Georgia boy. Um, I think this was a really good and solid pick for them. Um, if I remember correctly, what they didn't pick up the fifth-year options on uh, Jacobs, uh, the other cat's still there that I'm not a fan of. Um, I, th- he has a pathway to be a full-time starter next year. Maybe, you know, especially at this round four and later, he's going to take some carries this year. He's going to make some things happen. I, I really like Zamir White in that 2-8 to 2-12 range. At this point, you know, this is where the second cliff starts. And I'm taking Zamir White, you know, right after I'm taking Damian Pierce. If I take Damian Pierce at 2-4, I'm going to take Zamir White at 2-5. I just, I just think he has a window. I know I'm not going to get much out of him year one or enough that I'm he's an every week starter. But if you're looking down the road before he gets to David's dreaded second contract, get him now and you can get at least two good years, two and a half years of good production out of him, especially for a fourth-round pick, especially if you're taking him in the mid to late seconds. Go do that now, especially in this running back class. Definitely agree. I'm a huge fan of Zamir White. I liked him a lot coming into the draft. Um, and this this landing spot is pretty good, too, because they obviously they did not pick up the Josh Jacobs fifth-year contract. Um, he's a guy I'm targeting to try and trade for about week two, week three, when he doesn't get many carries, doesn't get many touches, and we're trying to trade for him real low. But he obviously he has a great opportunity to start next year. And I think he, he will get cuts this year. I think he's that good of a player. With all that, I was going to mention the Josh Jacobs uh, option as well. So that, that's, that's where another reason why I like the player and in the, in the landing spot. Um, Los Angeles Chargers in the fourth round also took a running back, Isaiah Spiller. Um, this guy, the compliment, to, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say I was out on Isaiah Spiller uh, pre-draft uh, landing spot. Even the draft capital in the fourth round did nothing to dissuade me. 
I've seen him go as high as 2-1. Um, there's no way I'm taking him over Pierce or Zamir White. Uh, I, if he, if I'm at 212 and those guys are gone and it's between Isaiah Spiller and, you know, Taekwon Thornton, okay, maybe, maybe I'll take Spiller. But after that, the I, he should be going in the back half. I'm not even going to say the middle, the back half of the second second round. Yes, he's a running back. Maybe that'll bump him up to the 289-10, but I'm just, I just can't see him at, at 2-1 to 2-6. I, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't trust it, especially the player. So I think they're just trying to see what they got there. And then he's going to be the next Joshua Kelly. They'll be drafted someone else going forward. I'm a, I'm a little bit higher on Spiller. I actually kind of like this landing spot. I think they've been trying to fill the quote unquote Joshua Kelly role with players like Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree. And I think Isaiah Spiller can be that player. And I think he has the pass catching upside to where if a guy like Eckler came, like went down with injury, I think Spiller can fill that role pretty well. So I would be trying to draft Spiller. I think he's an immediate handcuff to Eckler. Um, two one is a little early for me, but like mid second round, I don't hate it at all. I, I think I fall on the junior side of this thing. Now I did not like Isaiah Spiller, and I don't. I didn't. Still, kind of don't like him, but I like the landing spot. I mean, Eckler's 26, so it's, hey, let's select him. Let's see what we get with him. It could be nothing. Um, I'm drafting the league right now. He, just, he went 2-2. He went over Rashad White. He went, he went over Damian Pierce. I don't agree with that. Uh, but if you can get him in the 2-5 to 3-1 range, where I've been seeing him mostly go in that range, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, so is Eckler, what contract is Eckler on, David? Uh, he got his second contract. Okay, so well, I should be drafting Spiller. What you're telling me? You should be. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, New England Patriots also selected a running back here in round four. Uh, Pierre Strong. We know they got Damian Harris. We know last year they took Ramondre Stevenson. We know they still got uh, JJ Taylor. Um, Belichick is smarter than all of us. Uh, the rings will tell us. So I would just talk about uh, the running back, uh, Pierre Strong. I just, yes, he was an FCS player, uh, but he was. I, I think I talked about him that he was a, a decent running back and he had high IQ. Maybe that's why Bill technically, they, maybe these kids are smart. You know, he's getting Ivy League uh, cats. Oh, that could have gone to Ivy League school, but didn't. So I, am I, I'm not drafting him. Uh, this is, I don't know what this, this is Damian Harris's backfield and the rest of the guys are role players. So I'm just, I'll still clear up Pierre Strong's and the Ramondre Stevenson's for now. I actually, I'd like to see what, who, not only who makes the roster, what kind of plan do they have going forward before I touch any one of these guys? And if I miss because I don't want to draft Pierre Strong in the third and fourth round, I'll take that miss. Yeah, this is pretty gross. The Patriots are now the East Coast Niners with the amount of running backs they have on their team. Um, it's it's just kind of disgusting. I'm trying to get out of Damian Harris. I would be selling Stevenson. I'd be selling all these running backs. I don't want any of them, to be honest. I think they all hurt each other. Agree on all that. It's the 49ers situation. Hey, a wise man once said that to, to win championships, you need to build an RB stable. Is that what these guys are doing? They must be. Yeah. Well, how many championships that guy's got? Um, so moving on, the Tennessee Titans in the fourth round took another running back. We see running backs in the fourth round. People are loving them. Uh, Son Haskins. Uh, you, they got Derrick Henry. I guess what Dante Foreman didn't resign there. They did bring in someone else. So I mean, I get, I get taking Haskins and, and seeing what you can get there. Uh, I don't think we talked about him, 
Uh, I did see some tape on him. I mean, he's a he's not a bad running back. Uh, he didn't make our list, so I didn't, I didn't think he would even get this kind of comp. So they must see the NFL see things we don't. So in my opinion, I'm gonna say he's gonna be more NFL, you know, uh, relief pitcher than he is fantasy viable. Yeah, to me, he's kind of a handcuff of a handcuff. Um, he's just a between-the-tackles power back, and if Derrick Henry were to go down, I still think it'd kind of be Dontra Hilliard there. But Haskins could get some goal line work, but, I mean, you're taking a flyer on him in the fourth or the fifth. Uh, it's whatever. Sure. Agreed. If you're the Henry owner and you're in the fourth and fifth round, take him. Yeah, and I guess that's something we need to discuss. Like, you should, you should judge these guys late to be the handcuffs. How do you feel about drafting handcuffs? Don't like it, but in this year's draft in the fourth and fifth round, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, towards the end of the round, if you have one of those top-tier running backs, I don't mind getting handcuffed if you have the roster spot. Okay. Um, next up, Green Bay Packers took a, another wide receiver. They took one earlier, and Watson now got Romeo Dubs here in the fourth round. I remember talking about him in the podcast. I wasn't like that big a fan of his. Um, he's he got good hands, but the guy just hates contact and going across the middle of the field. Uh, that's the same. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. I'll check my notes later. Um, so I just don't know if he's going to fit this scheme. I've, I've seen some spots where he's been available and I'm picking like 4-8 to 4-12 and he's there. And I'm like, I'm pivoting to another Green Bay receiver who we'll talk about later before I'm taking this guy. I'm just – the route run no, it just Aaron would get so frustrated with him that he probably won't be, be allowed back on the field. Yeah, also was not a huge fan of Dobbs coming out of the coming out of the draft. Um, I do actually kind of like this fit with Green Bay. He's not really a separator; he doesn't get open. But Aaron Rodgers is a kind of guy that can throw you open, so I think that could be a boost for him specifically. But uh, I don't love the player. It's an okay fit because they don't have any other wide receivers. I, I don't hate the 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 draft capital. I mean, I, mean, I hate the draft capital, but I don't hate the landing spot. You're gonna hear this throughout the rest of this this the in the draft for these this day. Day three picks, wide receivers are not you're not not the odds you want to take. Okay. Um, and then the last one around four, we talked about Pittsburgh Steelers with another receiver in Calvin Austin. I have seen him go a lot of places lately. Uh, I remember he's the small guy. He's the, he's the better version of, of Wondell Robinson, who went earlier only because he's been playing the position a lot longer. And, and he didn't go to New York. He actually went to Pittsburgh. Uh, they'll find a role for him, uh, whether it's in the return game, whether it is, you know, coming out of the slot. Um, if they run some full wide receiver sets. Uh, I, I would take a flyer in the fifth round. I, I know David probably would too, as much as he loves these, these size receivers. Um, but uh, absent that, like I drafted some George Pickens, I would get Calvin Austin too. That way if Deontay or Chase Claypool's gone, I still have some starting receivers there. Yeah, I like it because I think he's just, he's a good football player. And if he was, you know, if he was 5'11", 200 pounds, I think he'd be a first round pick. I think he's really talented. It's just, he's so small. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will get the ball, get him the ball. So I do like taking a flyer on him at the end of the, your rookie drafts. Um, but yeah, you're kind of just hoping that he just gets the opportunity. But I do think he's a really good football player. Small wide receiver with day three capital. Your last pick in the fifth round. 
Okay. At least at least you're picking them. So I'm happy about that. Uh moving into the fifth, uh the fifth round, uh the Washington Commanders take the quarterback one of this class and Sam Howe. Um they did bring in Carl Wentz in a trade, and they believe he's the uh he's the guy for them this year. But the guy's brain is fragile. The second he gets competition, he crumbles like a wet paper napkin. So when Sam Howe pushes him in training camp, I would not be surprised if Sam Howe's at QB1 uh, by week one, if not week two. Uh, I picked him up. I'm picking him up. Yes, David's going to chastise me. Junior's going to chastise me. I'm going to keep saying that. I took this guy in the second round of the Superflex League, um, and I would do it again. I don't care about the round five draft capital. I'm buying the talent and that situation. He had gone to a quarterback where – He's not going to play for four or five years, you know, like behind backing up a Russell Wilson or a player like that. Okay, maybe I'm fading him to the third or fourth or, or not even taking him at all. But in a situation where, you know, this is probably Carson's third starting job in the last three years, this guy, he can he can be pushed around and Sam Howe puts his head down and, and does the work. He can be rewarded with a starting job. So I'm still taking him in the late second round. I respect you for committing to this bit. I really do. But you should not be drafting Sam Howe in the second round of any league. I don't care if you're starting four quarterbacks. You should not be drafting Sam Howe in the second round. It's ridiculous. In my opinion, I don't even know if he's the backup day one. Um, with fifth-round draft capital, he's going to be fighting with Taylor Heineke there to actually be the one who dresses on game day behind Carl Wentz. But then again, if Carl, if Carl goes down with injury, which he probably will, and Heineke stinks. He might get an opportunity, but he went in the fifth round as quarterback. Do not draft him in the second round of Dynasty Leagues, please. Yeah, can't can't take him in the second round. I 100% agree there. But this is my second best landing spot for a quarterback. Yes. And I hated Baker Howell. But you cannot ignore the situation. Heineke, terrible. I live in Washington, D.C. He's terrible, okay? Um. I watch a lot of their games. Heineke's terrible. I'm not sold on Wentz. This is, I wish all these quarterbacks went in the fifth round. I'd have them higher up a little bit. I'd have them a little bit higher. This one is a perfect spot in the fifth round. I'm, I would not take them a second, but third round, I'd take them all day. In My fact, I, in fact I, got, I got a 3-1 coming up, and I'm highly debating it. I might do it in a super flex. Oh, in my defense, I, I didn't have a third round pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. See, I, I like to hear that. You know, we could just stop the podcast now, knowing that David's on board with Sam Howe in his backyard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, now. I am shocked. I yes. am surprised. I'm not saying he's great. I'm just saying <laughs> I like the landing spot in the third round. I think it's a junior. Do you agree with the third round or no? The third round in Superflex League, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying one quarterback. League, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, one super quarterback, flex, yeah, super flex third round. I'm not even, even one quarterback, maybe, but probably not. But definitely super flex third round. I'm okay with that. Um, all right, uh, next up, uh, Buffalo at 148 took Khalil Shakir, uh, my sleeper Khalil Shaker out of Boise State. Uh, I, I, I like 
I actually, I think this is an arrow up for him. He was already my sleeper, but if I'm looking in a dynasty and or a fantasy perspective down the road, Jamison Crowder signed a deal, but the, he's a rental. He'll be here for one year in that slot role. And we know Isaiah McKenzie, he, he resigned, he's an, but he's undersized. He's going to be the quote unquote gadget. He's going to be the Curtis Samuel of the mafia uh, team. Khalil in year two will slide right into that opposite of Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs who resigned. And, and by year two, year three, these kids going to explode onto the scene coming out of the slot for Josh Allen. He's, he's wheels up. I'm not, you know, I'm not overdrafting him. I'm not running up to one, two, like they did for James Cook. I'm not even running up to this kid in the second round, but if I'm sitting there three, eight, three, nine, and he's still on my board and the other receivers that I like are gone, you know, the David, uh, well, David Bell's obviously gone, but the, the receivers are gone. And, and some of these day two guys are gone. I'm, I'm going to take a little off the board before I get some of these later guys. Yeah, Shakir, for me, is the guy that I'm still taking ahead of some of these round two wide receivers that I don't believe in. I do like Shakir a lot. I think this is a pretty good situation for him with the Bills. He probably will sit this whole year. So he's my favorite guy that you could just draft late in your, late in your rookie drafts and just throw in your taxi and forget about it. Come back in 2023 and he's got some opportunity. Um, I like him as a player. It's a pretty good spot, too. Um, yeah, I'm definitely taking him over guys like the Taekwondo Thorntons. I'm taking him over Wanda Robinson for me. Small day, small wide receiver, day three capital. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> but I don't, I don't mind him in the fourth or fifth round, which is where he's going. Yeah, and I, honestly, I've seen some of them where he hasn't been drafted. So, like, I'm putting in claims on him. Yeah, and, and that's fine. That's fine. But don't you can't take this guy's sec, first or second round. I'm not, and I haven't seen first. Okay, and yeah, I don't no, know no. if I, I I I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't even go second. No, and see, and as much as I love him, if I'm in the back of the second, I will take one of these top two tight ends there. You know, Woods or McBride before I would get to him. But if I'm in that third, you know, and there's it's him and you know Brian Robinson, I'm, I'm going to go Khalil. Um, David, I'm a little surprised that you consider him a small wide receiver. So he, he clocked in at the combine at six foot one ninety six. Oh, really? You consider? Yeah, you. I, I don't think I would consider him a small. No, wide receiver. I would. I would not either. Then I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I must be wrong. It must have been. He, he does. He does look skinny when you're watching him. If you did watch tape on him, he does play. He is very skinny, but he he clocked in a little bit bigger at the combine. So you know what was also hard about him is. <laughs> The blue field. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was hard for me to actually see what he was with the blue field. It's ridiculous. Get rid of that crap. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm sending this pot to Boise State. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Atlanta Falcons took a running back in Tyler Algier. Um, at the time, I was like, eh, it's whatever. It's Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis. And then the next day, they cut Mike Davis. And then today, I cut Mike Davis in one of my leagues. So I feel bad for Mike Davis getting cut in two, two uh, back-to-back days. Um, with that being said, like – this guy has started to creep up, especially after the Mike Davis just came out and some of the rookie draft. Like, I wasn't seeing him going to the back of the fourth. I've seen him now go early as 4-1. I've seen him at someone, I think someone backdoored him and the league's finished already drafted. I think he went to like 3-8, 3-9 somewhere. Like, people are liking him. I remember when we talked about him, like, it wasn't all bad things. And getting into that team, you know, he's only 22 and he, he is a bruiser. So, Cordell Patterson's the, the, the lightning and this guy's a thunder. I, I don't see why not. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, opportunity is key in, in football. If he gets the opportunity, he can make the most of it. But I I, I personally just don't think he's a good runner. Um, 
But with that being said, if he does end up falling to the fourth round, I would probably take him there as a flyer because he's going to get the opportunity, but I'm not a huge fan of the player. Not a fan of the player at all. The film was not good. And this this is one of my cells, okay? I was on Twitter yesterday, and there was Ooh. two guys that were just blowing up. And they're going – They're going. Uh, one of them is this guy who's going way too high in rookie drafts. Take advantage of that and sell him the day after your rookie draft. You're going to get the highest value you can get. It's a stock market, remember? And you're going to get the highest value. Take him and sell him because you're probably going to get a first-round pick for him right now. What? Yes. The way he is being drafted in the mids to late second, the people you take him, you're going to get a 23 first from. I have not seen him go that high. And especially because of the Mike Davis thing and people not buying it. They're saying this, they're saying this is a three down back. Wow. And I'm telling you, the film is not there. Wow. That's crazy. Sell him the, the day your draft finishes. Not the day your draft finishes, sell him. I wish I would have known this. I would have been drafting him at the 3-7 or 3-8, wherever he was. Yeah, and then selling him off the next day. People are talking about like this guy, like he's going to be the running back one for Atlanta for years. And, and, and it's just, that was all on Twitter all day yesterday. Wow. All right. That's crazy. Uh, next up, uh, fifth round still Snoop Cooper, uh, Jacksonville drafted him. Um, I wanted to talk about this guy. I'm seeing him going late, uh, early fifth. Uh, I think I'm snatching him up in the mid fifth. And, and, and for me, it's plain. It's one reason. Uh, Junior just said it when we talk about uh, Tyler Algier. It's the opportunity. You got ETN coming back from injury. You got Robinson coming back from injury. You got Whitewell Armstead coming back from missing a whole year. <laughs> Someone's got to run the ball here. <laughs> it might be this guy week one. Who knows? I'll draft him in the fifth. And if he's like, hey, he's starting week one, you know, I'll I'll have him. Maybe he drops one of those 106-yard, two-touchdown games, and then boom, hey, anybody 23-third, send it to me. That's the only reason I'm drafting this guy in the fifth, just to see what happens with, with this, this backfield before they get healthy, sell this kid. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about him. You know, if, if you're drafting him at the end of the fifth, might as well. He'll probably he's a bruiser. He might get a couple touchdowns. You know, sell him for a third. Sure. Yeah, I would. I would. I took. I took him in the back end, but I, it's the fifth round. So this this guy's just hate your dart throws at running backs that late. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, move us along, David. This is all you. Uh, the Rams to Kyron Williams in the fifth. Go. Didn't love the player, even though I'm a Notre Dame fan. I took him in the draft. It's my only share that I took him in the draft today because, hey, I'm a Notre Dame fan. It was a fourth-round pick. It works out. It works out. Um, Akers and Henderson have injury issues, and Henderson's a free agent. Why the heck not in the fourth round? Anything to add to that, Junior? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good spot for him. Um, yeah, I was not a huge fan of him coming into the draft, but sure. Yeah, another guy. I'm just like, yeah, might as well. He may, he may, he may or may not, but sure. Um, all right. And next up, Junior, this one's yours. The Minnesota Vikings took Chai Chandler. Go ahead. Yep, I was a huge Tyler Chandler guy before the draft. Um, the Minnesota pick for me is kind of ugly because I was kind of hoping he would go somewhere and be the backup and then have the opportunity to be the starter, you know, with injury and stuff like that. But now he's the backup to the backup. 
and it's kind of gross. So um, yeah, I think he's a late stash in dynasty leagues, throw him on your taxi and wait and see. Maybe they move on from Cook. Maybe he becomes the backup to uh, Madison there, but I'm a little upset with the landing spot. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go back to the buy sell podcast from a few months ago. Like Madison, I think is on the last year of his contract. So he may actually be gone to a starting role somewhere next year. And then Chandler slots right in behind that, that injury, be, injury yeah. prone Dalvin Cook. Uh, I still don't like Chandler, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> anything for that one, David? Just also remember their last, the, the guy that took last year was pretty good too. Uh, Kenny Nawaz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I so, about him. so I, if Chandler makes it, it's probably going to be practice squad, and maybe maybe he gets cut and doesn't clear wa- uh, doesn't clear waivers, and somebody else picks him up with another opportunity. It's going to be pretty hard with Minnesota with those three backs. Okay, all right. Uh, we hit the sixth round, New England. Hey, guess what? They drafted another running back, Kevin Harris, uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, I'm just everything I said earlier when they took the other running back is the same thing. I don't like this room. I'm not touching this room. Yeah, retweet. Um, it's gross. Yep, same thing. Um, round six, Baltimore Ravens took a running back, uh, Tyler Beatty. I know. Remember when we did talk about him? Um, we had some things to say. I, with all the injuries last year, I can see them taking a, a running back. Um, he, uh, he, what I liked about him, he was a pass catcher. Like, like when a quarterback was in trouble or whatever, he caught a bunch of dumb balls. With a running back under center, as the Ravens have, if he's just out there, you know, not that he's getting, I don't even know he's getting out there year one. I think he'll catch some dumb balls and he's small and he'll run around. So we'll see. Uh, I'm not touching him. Uh, I, maybe I'll pick him up off waivers if I just want to fill up the, the back of our roster. And, you know, one thing we said, if, you, if you're in Dynasty, don't have empty bench spots. Pick up people from waivers. This is a guy that you could pick up off waivers. Yeah, I like Beatty the player, but I don't love the landing spot. He, I was hoping he'd go somewhere and be a third down back and catch passes, but He's going to the Ravens, who don't really throw the running back, and he got six-round draft capital um, pretty much out. Yeah, I was out on Beatty, um, but I will say I'm a little more interested in the landing spot because J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are are coming off injuries, right? So maybe, but yeah, I was out on Beatty. Okay. Um, and also in the sixth round, Arizona Cardinals took Keontae Ingram. And uh, while we didn't talk about him on the running back pod, I do like some of the talent that he displays. I think he's a, a solid NFL running back. Uh, going to Arizona could translate the fantasy value. We know James Connors, the 18 touchdown guy there, but that means he's the in between the 20. Someone's got to run the rest of the field and can't always be Kyler. So if this guy, you know, pushes, uh, who's, uh, who's left over, you know, you know, Benjamin, he pushes this guy uh, for for a job or for carries, or maybe they split time. Uh, who knows? Um, I this guy, I'm not waiting for waivers. If I'm picking in the middle of the fifth and he's still there, uh, this is a running back I, I want to take. Yeah, I I didn't know about this guy before the draft. I looked him up a little bit after he got uh, selected by Arizona, because everyone was hoping a running back would go pretty early to Arizona, but they didn't, and this is kind of what we're left with. Um, again, I think he's, you know, a fifth round flyer. He probably, he does probably fight for, you know, Benjamin for that backup role. This, this pick only says one thing for me, wheels up James Connor. Keontae Ingram and Eno Benjamin do not scare me. And I thought they were going to spend a lot more draft capital for a running back and they didn't. Now Connor's injury prone. So that's always scary, but if he can stay healthy, wheels up for James Connell. 
I, I'll be honest, before we hit the seventh round, guys, I would have loved for a Kyron Williams to fall here in Arizona in the fifth round. Would have been a good fit. Yeah, I, that you know, with him and Connor, I, that that's where I was kind of hoping he would go somewhere like that, and and just and and then I'm taking him in the fourth round of my drafts. Um, a few more players left. Uh, the Seahawks, Bo Melton took him in the seventh round. Junior, you want to tell us about Lil Bo? Yeah, I like this guy as a flyer. I like him coming in the draft. I think he's um, got opportunity. I think he's going to make every ro- – like, he'll be able to make the roster because he plays special teams. He's a really good gunner, and he's super fast. And if the Seahawks decide to just throw in this rebuild, say they trade Tyler Lockett, say they trade DK Metcalf, someone's going to have to catch passes for them. So I kind of like this guy as, like, my, your last pick in Dynasty Leagues. I think he's fast. I think he's – a little bit more talented than people are giving him credit for, but he'll at least make the roster as a seventh round pick. Okay. Even with Drew Luck throwing the ball? Yeah, I mean, that's not the best, but you know, <laughs> you gotta do with you gotta make do with what you got. Okay. Anything, uh, David? No, I didn't know a whole lot about him. I knew okay. he was at Rutgers, but I didn't watch much film, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, yeah, same, same. Uh two more guys, Kansas City Chiefs in round seven, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back. Uh, I wanted to make sure we talk about him because I'm seeing him going in the back of the fourth now. I don't know if it's the Chiefs hype or if this kid's actually good. We I didn't do tape, but if he's going in the back of fourth rounds of multiple drafts, and if it was a one one draft, it's a flyer, I get it. But I'm seeing him going, and people are loving him. David, tell me about the Chiefs. Is, is this a real guy? That capital is because it's the Chiefs. Take him back in the fourth and flip him for a third. Because of, because of the name, because of the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't watched – I watched a little film today. I'm not impressed. Um, and he's a, he's a seventh-round running back. It's it's worth a dart throw at the end and probably even the fourth round. But I I would see – he's not a sell-high, and he's not a definite sell-high for me because it is the Chiefs. So if you want to hold on to him, fine. Um, but I would probably look to sell. Okay. Junior, you see anything about him? No, not really. Um, he's – my very last running back that I have ranked in Dynasty for what that's worth. Um, I don't, he's not he's not anybody to me. Your very last running back ranked. Oh, you mispronounced then, Jerome Ford. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, just, uh, just real quick, just real quick. You're not going to be able to sell high now. First or second preseason when he blows up, so high. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. You know I can't. You know what? When preseason comes, we got to do a trading podcast so people can start selling them all. Um, and the last uh, skill position player we're going to talk about here is the seventh round. The Packers took a wide, another wide receiver, uh, Samari Torrey. Uh, this is the kid I was talking to David about a couple of weeks ago after the wide receiver podcast from Nebraska. We should have had him on. Uh, Twitter was blowing him up. Yeah, he went round seven to Jeff Capital. But they talk about how talented this kid is. But if you turn on the tape, like the talent is undeniable. He's a seventh round pick. Maybe he doesn't even make that roster. But I'm targeting him with all my fifth round picks if I can. Or, you know, if I have a fourth and I don't, and I want to trade back and pick up an extra fifth where I can get this kid with one of those and Keontae Ingram with another. I, I'm planning on doing things like that because I, I like to see, you know, wide receivers come out of nowhere in Green Bay. We've seen that time and time again, and this could be the next guy because he did the talent isn't a problem. And if Aaron Rodgers likes him, he could, he could see some time as a, as the wide receiver three or four on this team. Yeah, I like his size. Obviously, it's a seventh-round wide receiver, so you're just making a dart throw. Um, but, yeah, he's got size on his side. He's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. He, you know, maybe. Sure. 
Aaron Rodgers and it's Green Bay Packers. Uh, the last the last uh, pick in the fifth round, it's, it's worth a shot. And the reason I say I want to take him in the fifth is because I don't want to fight on waivers for a guy. Like, I would rather draft him in the fifth and fight on waivers or, or guys that, that are have different uh, situations. Uh, like a Bo Melton in Seattle. I, I would take this guy in the fifth and then put him in some fab money on Bo Melton to try to pick him up there where I know I can get this guy in this Green Bay situation that I think could be beneficial. Not that I'm targeting him. Hey, I got to get to the fifth to get this guy. But those are the guys I'm taking in the fifth round. That goes, I don't want to fight with the other league mates over in, in fab and uh, waivers um before we close out this one one more thing uh, if you guys want to chime in uh undrafted free agents it's just the only one name i want to throw out there is justin ross signs with the chiefs i'm so so glad you brought that that. up i'm so glad you brought that up here is my second sell high candidate people are taking justin ross way too high they're taking him over round two capital Y receivers. He, Justin Ross is an undrafted free agent. He should be going in the late fourth, early, the late fourth or anywhere in the fifth round. He should not be going in the third round of your rookie drafts. I've seen him gone too many drafts in the third round. You're going to regret it. He's got injury concerns. The tape is not good. I don't care. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Trade, draft him, and trade him. If you want to wait until the preseason and that first week, sell. I would try to sell now because I'm telling you, the hype is 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 huge. You could probably get a good return. Okay. Yeah, and I really, I really, I don't have much more to add. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's a. Uh... Second of two podcasts, guys, about uh, the skill position players that were drafted in, in last week's NFL draft. I hope as you get into your rookie drafts, you guys in, use some of this knowledge. I love the, the the Davis philosophy on the guys you don't draft in the second and third round and the guys that you need to flip. Um, I, I give him a lot of crap, but he actually knows his stuff when it comes to things like that. He's tried to trick me a few times and just taking players you know, off his hands. Uh, I fell for it a couple of times, I'll be honest, but now I know better. Uh, but Go work your league mates, you know, draft some of these players that that you may not be high on, but everyone else is. And then go go get a second, go get a third, you know, and make sure that you continue to put yourself in a position to be successful year after year. Don't uh, don't be the guy that goes into every rookie draft with only fourth and fifth round picks. Once every four or five years, I get it. You, you had to build some things to win now. But if that's all you're doing year after year because you continue to make mistakes and you have to trade away picks to go get, quote, unquote, veteran players, you're messing up. This is why we do the rookie breakdowns. This is why we talk about the players drafting, where they go. You know, Make sure you find those diamonds. Make sure you find those studs also. Um, you guys got anything to add before we close this out? Yeah, I got something if I can add real quick. I know we've gone too long, guys. Thanks for being patient with us, staying with us. But as we're bringing this up and as we're moving into the new year and we're pushing towards that 23 class and your your, your waivers have opened up, you're going to start making some trades. You may even be doing it during the draft. I saw a tweet yesterday that I wanted to bring up. I can't remember who it was by, but you cannot sell a 23 first round pick without getting a top 24 dan a top 24 dynasty asset back in return that this draft is going to be so good you're going to be hitting yourselves if you don't get a good return i traded a 23 first in a league but i got justin jefferson back last year it's the only reason why i did it he needs 
It's top five dynasty asset. You got to get an asset like that to move a 23 first. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree. I am I am Sam Hickey himself. I'm trying to get all the 2023 picks. And the only reason you're getting them from me is if you're giving me one of those top-end players. But uh, in my my personal opinion, I am stashing and I am watching tape, baby. I'm about to throw on the CJ Stroud tape right now. And robbing people. Hell yeah. <laughs> like it. I like it. So, all right, guys. So that concludes our NFL draft breakdown. Uh, next week, we got a really good pod setting up for you. Uh, don't want to give it away. I think I think you guys are going to like where we're going next week. Um, we do have a few more to round out this month of May. Then we'll probably take a break. It has to be at the summer months with not a lot of football action. Maybe every other week we'll talk about some things, some, some different types of leagues you could be in, uh, different types of um, uh, drafting uh, ways to draft, whether it's C2C, Devi, uh, best ball or whatever. And we got some other fun things planned for the summer pod. So hang with us, have fun. And remember, I'm at all underscore formats. That's at the wise opinion one and at Lord underscore Hinky. You can always reach out to us on the Twitter, Twitter device, slide into the DMs, go public, however you want to do, especially if you disagree with some of these takes, or especially if, matter of fact, if you listen to this podcast and you sold Justin Ross, I want you to at the wise opinion one and thank him because I'd like to know who's selling these Justin Ross shares or who's drafting him in a second also. Um, so that's it for us. Uh, until next time, you guys take care, and uh, we'll hit you again next week. Peace.